Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the basketball addicts podcast all right first one of the new basketball season yes we all get to watch all these teams and um a lot of teams that you wouldn't expect to be three and oh or three and oh like the utah jazz i mean it's it's been an interesting first three games. There's been a lot of movement in the way uh, people view basketball and the people who view who's good, who's not that good. So um, so we're going to go ahead and basically give you guys our top 10 NBA power rankings for week one. This is going to be just a week one NBA reactions podcast. We're not going to touch anything else. This is not an all-time show. This is not going to be anything like that. It's just going to talk about week one. And our feelings from that. And first things we're going to talk about is the power rankings. Anything you want to touch on before we move to the power rankings, Chris? Who would have thought the Utah Jazz would be three and zero right now? Like that—that that shocks me because I believe the last. Look, I'm gonna go buy me right. Uh, I'm gonna go buy a Utah Jazz jersey. I don't know who's who. I'm gonna buy a jersey, but I'm gonna go buy one because at the beginning of this, because because <laughs> last podcast we were talking about the Utah Jazz, I was like, they're not gonna win a single game. <laughs> And they won three. <laughs> yep. So shut me up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's early in the year, so it's hard to know how good they're really going to be. But, you know, the Utah Jazz, Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, you know, Toya Lohan-Tucky, Ru- Rudy Gay. They still got Mike Conley on the squad. So it's 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 going to be a bad team at the end of the year. They just, the first three games, you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. Look what happens when you get rid of Gobbert. Great things happen, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All because of Gobbert. Exactly. All because of Gobbert. As soon as you let him go, you become a better team. Look at that. Yep. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and uh, transition here into the top M- top 10 NBA power rankings. We're just going to give you our list. You know, if we want to talk about any individual teams on the list, we will. But we're basically going to talk about this list and talk about people moving up and down as the season moves on. So this is going to be very fluid. So number one, we have the Golden State Warriors. Number two, we have the Los Angeles Clippers. Number Uh, three, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. Number four, we have the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. Number five, we have the Brooklyn Nets. Number six, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Number seven, we have the Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. Number eight, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. Number nine, we have the Dallas Mavericks. Number 10, we have the Phoenix Suns. I think the Grizzlies are better than Brooklyn. Have you seen Brooklyn lately? They just don't look like a cohesive... Like Kevin Durant, like, he's doing pretty well, but... Ben Simmons keeps falling out of the game. It looks more like Uh last year's team. It's like, are you really that good? Are we just talking on paper or are we just saying in general? Because on paper, I mean, they're a great power, team, but go ahead. Power rankings is probably, in my opinion, the power rankings is like who is going to be the best team at the end of the year when we protect things. That the, I'm guessing, so you think Memphis is the NBA champions? N- no, they'll be better than Brooklyn Nets, though. I don't think so. They, I think so. I, I I think I have them at five because I think this fit's going to take a while to work out. You know, a lot of people are coming for, you know, Ben Simmons hasn't played basketball in like maybe two years. So two you forgot years? how to defend? All that takes is effort. I mean, he's still a good <laughs> defender. He's just, <laughs> he's just. But he fouled out in two games. <laughs> it, it, it's new. He's new. 
<laughs> the, he hasn't played in a while. Fishes take and one effort. of those and one of those one of those games was against Zion. You know, Zion was uh, it's Zion. He was cooking. Who's yeah, cu- who was guarding cooking. Zion in the league? True. And then Jog got Ben to foul him at the last couple of seconds of the game to get fouled out of the game. But still you fouled out. Like why are you already going into the into like the last quarter with four fouls? Like, come on. <laughs> Be for real. I'm sure he'll just. I'm sure he'll just. Defense takes effort. That's all I got to say. <laughs> It'll take nothing special but mm-hmm. effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you disagree. So you would have the Nets lower. Yeah, we. I would switch the Nets with the Grizzlies. I think okay. the Grizzlies are a better team. Okay. So well, paper, good. the Nets are a great team, but I mean, it's true. out of the first three games, you know what I mean? Even though that's not even within the first week. This mm-hmm. is the first three games. I'm going with I'm I'm going with Memphis. Okay. Okay. Sounds good with me. Then I am biased because I'm a Memphis fan, but you know. Yeah, you love Joe. You love that, yeah. that squad before they even got together fully. Yeah, exactly. I haven't watched a full Memphis Grizzlies game and I will not until Jared Jackson's back. Uh, I have a rule with the games that I watch, if a top three player or best player on your team's not in your roster, Jason has not watched it. So, yes, that means I haven't watched the Chicago Bulls because Zach Levine's not playing. I haven't watched the Charlotte Hornets because LaMelo Ball isn't on the team. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I they played pretty it. good, though. The Charlotte Hornets did. And Memphis, yeah. I mean, not Memphis, but uh, Chicago got their teeth kicked in by Cleveland. <laughs> Everybody's going to get their teeth kicked in, kicked, kicked in by Cleveland. <laughs> We're just One going. and go, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the lead of getting your <laughs> we teeth. We the ones, baby. <laughs> we the ones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The oh, way to get your teeth kicked in. Um, <sighs> that's, yeah, Cleveland's going to be a great team. I already see yeah. that happening. What, mm-hmm. Wait, did you mention the Nuggets? Because I feel disrespected if you didn't mention the Nuggets. <laughs> the Nuggets barely missed. The Nuggets, it, it's a stacked time frame, but the Nuggets were 12th behind the Pelicans at eleven. Wow. Yeah. Just missed. Wow. I can I can break down to you why later in the podcast. I will be breaking to you why I'm not as high as everybody else is on nuggets. I feel like we all have to realize something about the nuggets. You know what? I'll talk about it right now because it's yeah, talk about it right now. Yeah, I want I want to hear what right. you gotta say. <laughs> we have been avoiding the truth truth for way too long. Mike Malone's a terrible coach. We know this. Well, yes, yes, but the truth for a very long time frame mm-hmm. is that the Denver Nuggets, no matter how great Jokic and Murray is, this has nothing to do with those two offensively. As long as they have Jokic, Murray, MPJ playing 100 minutes per game, and they don't have two all-NBA defenders next to them, they will never be a cl- complete enough team to go past the Western Conference Finals, making it. Mm. And they, they've they been trying. This year, they brought in Bruce Brown off the bench. He's a pretty good defender from the <coughs> Brooklyn Nets. He's a little yeah. overrated because everybody was watching the Brooklyn Nets last year, but he's, he's pretty good. They thought KCP was like a defensive addition. That's how poor they are at defense. Oh, and... Aaron Gordon's a pretty good defender, but not great defender. And, yeah. you know, Jamal Murray's not a good defender. Michael Porter Jr. is egregiously bad on defense. Like, it's terrible. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you might as well put, I, it's, it's, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And, you know, as long as the team is built this way, they're never going to win. And, you know, this, this great combination of Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic is never going to be able to, uh, achieve what their upside is and with you know dallas the suns being the ninth and the 10th best teams we just saw dallas go to the western conference finals and they're more complete team and so are the suns and you know even though their ratings might not be that terrible they're like the 15th ranked because you know they put in effort defensively it's not like it's terrible like where they just don't move but this team has extreme weaknesses and if they don't really change the way they think about their own team, then this will never reach its peak. And MPJ, another thing, I feel like MPJ, we've always wanted more from him 
but I think it's time to realize that he's never going to be anything more than 17 to 18 points per game. <clears throat> so he's I never taken a step it. forward. No. This year, he doesn't look any different. I don't see any yeah. growth. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's, 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 it's about time that we accept MPJ for what he is. And he's an 18 and very bad defensive guy. I mean, even the year I did some research on this, even the year they went to the Western Conference Finals, they had Jeremy Grant. Gary yeah. Harris is a good defender. Mm-hmm. You know, they had him to guard the guard uh, when Jamal Murray had the ball in his hands. And they had Paul Millsap, who was younger at that point in time, playing mm-hmm. power forward. He was a little bit of a better defender inside. And they had Jeff Green coming off the bench and had really good bench defenders as well. Like, yeah, they did. Um, so that was when they were most most balanced. And um, a, a quick example is Matisse Thibel at the two and Herb Jones at the three. Those two would change the world. Mm-hmm. Change the world. Then I would be talking about NBA champions. You ha- you need a certain level of defensive talent to become an NBA championship team. And I feel like we just have to accept that the, they have limiters in, in the playoffs because any complete team is going to run through them. And the Phoenix Suns are a complete team, and they're the 10th-ranked team on this list. So yeah. um, that's why I had them. Okay, I guess I can see that. <clears throat> I mean, we do need some defenders for sure. Okay, okay, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Maybe they might make some moves before the trade deadline or whatever, and maybe they'll... I mean, I don't see why nobody... Like, Jay Crowder is still free right now. Like... Is gonna help a lot of teams. He's gonna help a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams interested, and I looked at the the teams that are interested in him. But once again, Denver doesn't show up. Denver, why do you not want a three and D guy, somebody who could defend and knock down a shot? Mm -hmm. What's the problem with that? He'd be great for the team. They probably don't see the need because they have MPJ though. That's the thing. They they got to move off MPJ probably. That's probably what's gonna happen. That's That's what I would take. I would I would move MPJ. I would move MPJ like, to get the right pieces. That's a fire take. That's like <laughs> that kind of because <laughs> they have one of plenty of, of bench scoring. They have plenty of bench what? scoring. They draft guards well. They they have a lot of shot creators everywhere. It's it's a team that needs defense. MPJ, that's a hot I, take. I would move on. That's a hot take. That's you can wild. get the two pieces you need. That's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a slow burn, sizzling kind of take. I wonder I mean, if you, you could, could get McHale and uh, no, I would say Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder for uh, MPJ is something I would do. I think the Suns would think so. It's an it. MPJ to the Suns. Suns for Cam Johnson mm. and Jay Crowder is what I would do. That wouldn't be bad. <clears throat> Suns would and have MPJ, Miles Bridges. Chris Paul, D Book, yeah. that'd be good. But that just depends on how well on how you value MPJ, though. That's the only mm-hmm. problem. Like if if he's value if he's still overvalued and teams haven't looked at him like what haven't you grown yet? Then they could still you know what I mean. They might be able to still fleece a couple teams for some good players for just MPJ yeah. and switch them out. But if they've already noticed, which I would. This, what I, what I would disagree if somebody said they didn't notice, then I would be, you know, then we know that they're not going to get too much from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they pay people for this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's an interesting discussion. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So the, the next segment that we're going to talk about is things that we've seen so far. We're going to talk about teams and talk about anything. Um, it's an open format discussion. So, um, First thing I would like to lead off with is uh, the thing my takeaway from the Lakers is that interesting LeBron, starting subject. Yeah, yeah. LeBron is the same athlete as he was yeah. last year, which is extremely impressive. You know, yeah. year 20, 38 years old, being the same athlete as he was 37. I don't see any drop off. So I'm expecting 25, 26, which is absolutely insane to expect from a. Um, 38-year-old basketball player. Um, yeah. I feel like everybody in the world can see Russell Westbrook's a bad fit. I mean, it's just very obvious at this point in time. He needs to be traded. He needs to be moved. It's not like he's a terrible player. It's not like he's a bad teammate. It's not like any of those things. It's just he doesn't fit with the Lakers. And yeah. um, 
Anthony Davis is so far looks like a decreasing at depreciating asset. I mean, every year his skills develop worse and worse and worse. Um, and Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham's doing something stupid. He has Anthony Davis and drop drop coverage. Um, he treats him like Rudy Gobert right now. I saw uh, no, no. I think you guys may not. Okay, so drop coverage is basically what the Milwaukee Bucks run, which is where Darvin Ham's from, who's the Los Angeles Lakers coach. Okay, they run that for Brooke Lopez. Basically, what it means is ball handler comes off the screen, the center stays near the rim. Anthony Davis has been playing center. And if you don't believe me, oh, you only saw it once, Jason. Okay, then why did I see him doing it against Clay Thompson with the ball in his hand? Clay Thompson gets a wide open three, swishes it. So if they're going to do that against Clay Thompson, they're going to do that against everybody. Yeah. They're like, how can you possibly misuse Anthony Davis more? The whole intrigue with him playing center is he can be switchable and he mm-hmm. can cover up a lot of flaws on defense. And that's part of his greatness, right? Him and Bam are in a rare group of guys that are above 6'10 and can switch and, you know, be on the perimeter and shut down perimeter guys just as well. They shut down guys in the paint. That's just stupid. Um, and, uh, you know, the offense is pretty bland. I'm not seeing anything special from Darvin Ham, but it's a tough situation right now. So that's my take on the Lakers so far. Chris, what are you thinking? Um, I'm going to start with LeBron. LeBron is very special. Um, yes. And we already knew this. And it's like it's ridiculous that he's almost 40 years old and still moving, you know, similar mm-hmm. to how he was last year. People keep saying father time is catching up. Well, we do see, you know, Stuart – bits of it right small bits of father time like not tapping on his shoulder saying like you're getting old lebron but other Mm -hmm. than that it's not too much to really go oh i think this isn't the greatest player of all time anymore it's Mm -hmm. not much to to really wing at um at this point anthony davis i will say that if he can stay healthy this year i think that he's gonna really show us because he's had some like for the games he's played you know what i mean in the regular season thus far you know we're gonna knock on wood because we never know what may happen because, you know, he's like, you know, you blow on him and he might break a bone. Um, with that being said, if he could stay, you know, how he is right now, because he's played pretty good in the mm-hmm. games that he's played. I think he's like 25 and then he had like a 30-pointer or something like that, or like a, mm-hmm. another 20-point game or something. I think he had like multiple 20-point games. I think him and LeBron really matched up and like dropped 20. I think Russ wasn't doing too much of anything. But I'll say this once and say this again because now I'm moving on to Russ. I think the biggest problem with Russ is fit and it's him wanting to be the guy right mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to take a backseat to anybody and we've seen this he plays too much hero ball and he takes shots when he does when he's not supposed to take shots you have to know how to defer to your superstar not saying that russ isn't a superstar he's a superstar in his own right <clears throat> but in the moment that you have lebron you have to understand that lebron is the guy when the moment we have mm-hmm. a ad you got to understand that lebron that ad is the number two and when you have Russ, you have to understand that Russ is the third option. That means that when all else fails, we pass it to Russ. Not Russ get ball, run down court, miss layup. Mm-hmm. Not Russ get ball, run down court, miss jumper. Not Russ get ball, air ball, layup. Not, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. What we need for you to do is to be a point guard. Facilitate. Yeah. Get the people open because when you crack, because when you go toward the basket, what happens? People get scared. Oh my God, he's going to dunk on my face. Mm-hmm. Let's all crowd this basket. And then what does that do? Yeah. Open up the floor. But the biggest glaring weakness for the Lakers is that when the floor opens up, not when the Red Sea is parted, but when the floor opens up and everybody goes toward the basket because Russ LeBron or somebody like this is going full head of steam, who can they kick it out to? They have no shooters. Not mm-hmm. one person on that team can consistently knock down <clears throat> a three-point shot. And we're in a three-point shooting league now. There's mm-hmm. there's very few players who just consistently do mid-range outside of Jimmy Butler. Because even DeMar DeRozan has started shooting threes now. So we're in a three-point shooting league where it's dominated by threes. We're not in the 90s anymore. In the 90s, great team. In today's game, worst team. Because they don't have any shooters. They miss that mark. Mm-hmm. Now... Moving on, the way that they fix this is to bring in players by moving Russ. You solve two problems. However mm. you may do this, it is a win-win. Now, I do have heard of the Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets trade. Have you heard of that one as well? No. The Terry Rozier, the Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington for Russ and two picks? 
No, I have not heard of that. That's not a bad trade. No, it's if not. you're trying, if you're trying to go ahead and um, stink it up for Vic for Vic Wimbenyama, Wimbenyama, mm-hmm. if that's what you're trying to do, that's fine. Take Russ mm-hmm. over there, you're fine. Or there's also, I think there was a Utah Jazz trade as well that was supposed to go through, and that didn't go. Th- I think they were trying to give Donovich, Rudy Gay, and somebody, and Mike Conley for Russ and two picks. Why did we not do that in the first place if we wanted Bogdanovich? Mm. Anyway, the price on Russ, right, has diminished. But sure. the price on your picks have went up. So if you want to get off Russ, you go, hey, I got these two picks. Well, we want those two picks. Well, you know what you got to do. Okay, we'll take him. We'll send him home or sit him down, and we'll give mm. you what you want. So as long as you have these picks hanging over everybody's head, you can make that move. But it just mm. takes a certain mind that I don't believe that Palinka has or is capable of having to just move no. off of Russ. I don't know why he hasn't done it yet. I don't know where he's going like, oh, I believe we can make this work. Maybe he is the greatest mind ever. He's just waiting because he knows that people are going to start falling apart because they're like, we want Vic. He's going to just fleece everybody at one time with like a pick here, a pick here, and and rest here. If that's the possible greatest basketball mind GM ever, boom, I'll 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 say it. But if not, and you're just holding on to these picks and go and just holding on to Russ, you're going to stink up the season. You're not Mm going to make the playoffs again, and you're going to waste another good year of LeBron. Sure, the goat wasted. Time after time. And who wants to do that? Who wants Nobody. to do that? Every year, LeBron says the end goal is a ring. He is it's ring or bust. It, it, it's not playoffs or bust. It's ring or bust. You want to mm-hmm. build a team around LeBron that can win a ring. Le- LA wants another ring. The fans want another yeah. ring. Win a ring. It's mm-hmm. easier said than done. I get that. But with the fact that you have Russell in there and you continue to let him stink it up every single game, yeah. What is the reason? You try bringing him off the bench and he got hurt. And he was like, I'm not just not used to getting off the bench. Then when mm-hmm. he then when you let him start again, he stinks it up and loses you a game. You were up two when he mm-hmm. takes a hero ball shot. A shot that he should not have taken. That's either I hate it here and I want to be traded and you refuse to trade me, or I have no basketball IQ. Or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. True. Either way, we move off Russ and we become a better team. That's how I see it. Yeah, I agree. I think I think moving off of Russ is the cure to at least res- being respectable basketball team. You know, I'm not oh and three right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, so is the Philadelphia 76ers. You know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't run to judge the record immediately, but what I will say is that. I, I don't think that they have enough bench depth, even if they get they knock the Russell Westbrook trade out of the park. I don't think they'll ever be in the ring contention or even the Western Conference playoff contention. But I feel like a five to six to seven seed is a reasonable expectation. Expectation they do get like a two good starting piece, starting line of pieces for Russell Westbrook or something along those lines. Um, so that's what I'm hoping to see. You know, I'm not 100% sold that's going to happen. You know, it's 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 a tough 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 situation cuz his contract is ridiculously high. He's hard to move. So, yeah. Are you ready to kick it to the next team? Let's go. All right, the next team up that we're going to be talking about is the Oklahoma City Thunder. There's really few few points that I saw from that that game. Uh, first point is Trey Mann. He was a first round draft pick last year. He was like the 38th, 29th pick, something along those lines. And um, I just not really seeing him improve at all. I'm kind of worried. Within five years, he'll be out of the league. Um, so that's probably a bust on the pick. Um, Jalen Williams, who was a lottery pick this year for the Oklahoma City Thunder, looked really good. I was really high on him coming out of the draft. And my overall question for the Oklahoma City Thunder is they built this team so far in passing. You know, Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jalen Williams was a great passer coming. He was the best two-guard passer coming out of the draft. Why, isn't, why is it such a stagnant offense? Why is there no movement? 
Why is there no cutting? Why is there nothing to take advantage of these great passers? I feel like long-term, any coach who sees this roster and says, you know what, I'm not going to utilize this team's passing gifts is not a coach I want long-term. So I think the Oklahoma City Thunder's coach, I don't even know his name, I wouldn't keep him. So uh, that's why I'm thinking about OKC. Is there anything you want to say with that, or you just want to move on? Let's just move on. That was a solid point. Okay. The next one we're going to move on to is a big team that everybody wants to talk about, and we'll definitely be talking about it too. The New Orleans Pelicans, man. Zion Williamson looks like the freaking Hulk. He's moving around like just ridiculous. He looks unstoppable. He looks like an MVP candidate. He looks like a superstar. He looks like an all-NBA player. I mean, the way he can handle the ball, his size, there's just nothing anybody can do when he decides to go to the rim. He's a really good passer, rebounds well, good defender. Brandon Ingram really looks like he's really starting to reach the peak as at the beginning of his prime right now. I feel like B.I. is really starting to enter his prime. Um, I feel like he's 24, 25, so it's pretty uh-huh. reasonable age-wise. Too for him, he looks really confident. And I feel like the thing that you have to know about the Pelicans is they're going to be a complete team this year because they got so much length. They got Valanchunas who's seven foot. They got Jackson Hayes who's six foot eleven. They got Zion who might be six foot six, but he can jump out the gym, so it's not extreme worry. They got Brandon Ingram who's six nine. Herb Jones who's six eight. Troy Williams. Trey Murphy, I meant to say, who's 6'9". All those guys get minutes. Like C.J. McCollum, 6'4", that he's playing point guard. Like, this team's big and lanky, and they're going to cause problems for the teams defensively because all that length and a lot of them can defend at a high level. Trey Trey Murphy and Herb Jones are elite defenders. So so is Zion at the rim. So this team's going to be very good. I think 4, 5, 6 seed in the West is where they're going to land. And I'm excited to see where they're going to be and how they play in the playoffs. So, Chris, what do you think about the Pelicans? I just, like, who would have thought, right? <clears throat> that coming into this season, you know, with Zion would just make this team look like an unstoppable force just going mm-hmm. forward. Like, I've never been so big on a team, on the New Orleans Pelicans team, since I was when Anthony Davis was on there dropping 50 points mm-hmm. <laughs> in, like, the first 10 games or something like that. Like, something I ridiculous think- like, like that. When they had DeMarcus Cousins for a little while, and we all thought, before he got hurt, yeah. we were all like, wow, they're going to be tough to stop. That time, too, yeah. But I think the Pelican, I think it was just AD on there. I think he had, like, 50 for, like, four or five games straight. Like, I kept seeing it. It was like, yeah, he dropped 50 again and won a game. That's, that's the last time I was really big on the Pelicans outside the DeMarcus Cousins time. But, like, it just seems like everything's finally coming together for that team. Like, they made the C.J. McCollum chief trade and signed him, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And, you know, when they got B.I., I was like, he looks a lot better. They We thought that maybe because Lonzo was gone that there might be a big switch in the team and they don't really know what they're doing. And then Zion got hurt, and now he's back, and they just look great i mean just it's i I don't see any negatives at this point in time but it's still pretty early in the season but right now as it stands they have everything it takes to 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 push and to to put to be a dark horse and push a couple teams to the limit in the playoffs yeah they're a western conference finals level team i can say that pretty easily um, in a weak year, they they would have a chance to win it. Like if you had to choose between the Pelicans and the two thousand two n- n- um, New Jersey Nets when they had J. Kid, K- K- Kenyon Martin, and Kiki Vandaway, if you had to choose between this Pelicans team and that team, even though they went to the NBA Finals, you probably choose the Pelicans team because they're just yes. so there's nothing they're to do about this. You know what I mean? So in a weak year, they would be good really an NBA championship contender, but that this year's with the West is so stacked. It's going to be tough. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. You ready for one of the more interesting conversations we're going to have on this podcast, Chris? I'm down for it. The next team is a team we love to hate together. This is how you build friendships. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh my right. God! With Gobstopper. Yep. So this is <laughs> this is what I saw. One okay. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Oklahoma City Thunder played them twice. I watched one of the games, and Oklahoma City, you know your defense is bad when the Oklahoma City Thunder makes scoring on you look easy because uh, <laughs> they can't shoot threes as a team. Uh, they didn't have to try it, Chris. They really didn't have to try that hard. Um a little bit of a, a funny Rudy Gobert moment is Rudy Gobert was posted up six feet away from the basket on a six nine guy, and he turned around to his left to shoot a hook shot, and he completely missed the hoop, like he was trying to hit a flea off the backboard. It was freaking <laughs> hilarious because he's got like five inches on the guy. And he yes. looks so confident before he shoots it. And he completely just throws it off the backboard like he's trying to play catch off the wall. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was like a few feet to the left. Like, it was so much funny. That's just such a Rudy Gobert doing Rudy Gobert things. Um, Mr. Unskilled. <laughs> it's hilarious that Victor Winnebanya is the most skilled big ever. But Rudy Gobert is from the same country. Like, I wonder how he yeah. missed on that one. Um, Cat. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, they need to be really, really picky with the way they use him because, yes, you can put Carl Anthony Towns to the three-point line, and yes, it's going to work sometimes, right? You should do it sometimes because they need the spacing, blah, 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 blah. But when you put him at the three-point line, the issue is, is, like most centers, he doesn't have a good enough handle to dribble from the three-point line to the rim without getting his cookie stolen. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. Look, most centers can't. You know, not every center's got guard skill like Victor Wanabanya. You know what I mean? So that's the issue is when he tries to attack the basket or attack his defender in any way, he can't do it because he can't get close enough to the rim. So he's really getting degraded in his talent and not using well enough. What I would do is I would put him in the mid post. I would put him in the mid range. I would, every one, every fourth play. So one out of four plays, I'd put him in the rim range on the wing, and I'd have Rudy Gobert on the opposite side of the rim on the block so that he has the space to work so you can get him in his spots, get him in his groove, because when he's in the mid-range, it's easy to get to the rim because there's not that many dribbles. There's two dribbles for a guy that size and length. Yeah. Right? That's the thing that great power forwards used to do when they used to have centers in the league. Look at the way Dirk was used for the Mavericks. Look at the way that Tim Duncan's was used for Spurs. Look at the way that uh, Kevin Garnett was used for the Timberwolves. They all played in the same spot when they had a center with them. So just be like that. I understand basketball's not played like that anymore, but I'm not the dodo bird that put Rudy Gobert on the team with Carl Anthony Towns. So at yeah. least use him right, because if you just use him like Kevin Love was used on the Cleveland Cavaliers, this is going to be really sad, okay? <laughs> I, re- I really love watching Cat play. Um, so I, I hope they use him correctly more often. And the only other thing I have to say is I don't think Anthony Edwards improved. I didn't see, you can see, what I mean by that is I was expecting to see a floater in the lane. I was expecting to see a new, you know, step back package. Or I was expecting to see, okay, a really crisp mid-range jumper when the center's in drop coverage. I was expecting to see some sort of improvement from Anthony Edwards, or maybe his body is really leaned out. Like, his body doesn't look like it's really lean right now. I don't know what he was doing in the offseason. I expected him to improve, but from what I've seen, Anthony Edwards looks like the same Anthony Edwards from last year, um, mm. which is surprising. 
But some guys do this. Some guys are hyper athletes, but they're not great workers. And you know, mm. it's he's a hyper athlete, and but he does the same exact skill set as he did in college. Like he was the same guy back then. He was. I have a few moves, a few side steps to create from the three, and I'm really athletic, and I can get to the rim. Nothing's changed. So, um, other than being in the NBA, and he's also not a better passer as well. Like I was waiting for any of those areas, but he he didn't prove at all. So I'm, I, I, it's very odd. So, what do you think about the Timberwolves, Chris? Uh, well, I say it once, and I say it again. As long as you have gobstopper, you have will always have one of the worst defenses ever. I don't know where people be coming from, but like, oh, he's a great defender. Stop talking about Gobert. No, it's gobstopper, and he's terrible. Stop it. He's not good. I thought it would work. I was like, I was all for it. I was like, oh, you put a center in there, let Cat. You know what I mean? He has a little bit of a little bit of, a little bit of. A little bit of sauce. He might be able to do a little bit of something and then knock down a three or something like that and give him space to work because you put all these mighty mouses around him, people shorter than him, and then you push him off into the corner anyway. So just do mm. it again. But now you have a center because you don't want him to be a center, clearly, mm. because you you put all, like I said, you put all these people who are shorter than him, nobody who's the, who's even close to the same height, and then you just like, oh, we're just going to crowd the lane so that he can't work and he can't get anything off. So we're going to sit mm. him in the corner and make him a three-point shooting three. I mean, a three-point shooting center, like a Kevin Love. Only difference between him and Kevin Love was that Kevin Love sometimes went down low. We don't see Cat go down low because he's a shooter now. This is this is the problem with the men with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and this is why Kevin Garnett does not want his jersey retired there because they are a poorly run organization. True. They True. got gobstopper thinking that things were going to change, and they made it worse for Cat. Cat, please yes. leave. Yeah, please. I, we've been saying that for a long time <laughs> since this podcast started. We we've, we've been you know sending DMs every day. Please leave. I send them a. <laughs> right? Um, uh, a poem from um, what's that famous famous poet? Dang, really famous? Oh my goodness! It's a lot of famous poets. <laughs> I, I don't know. I completely had a blank there. I had a joke there, but obviously I miraculously failed it. So here we are. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> you got uh, gobstopper. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's just not good. It's not good. This and the. It, it's not just gobstopper, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it's a poorly run organization. Yeah. And you have one of your star players like, yeah, eat Popeye's chicken every night. And like, mm-hmm. bro, it, you got Cat in there like, could y'all please stop asking him about that? I don't like that he do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. just listen. And Cat does not leave. look shredded. Because he's eating Popeye's chicken. I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm not shredded too, Chris. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's enjoying that six piece. Uh, yeah, with the bis- with the biscuit. Mm. Um, Popeyes two do s- hit though. It do though. It's, yeah. You got the six piece with the biscuit and the two sides. I'm like, mm. ain't I'm bad. But then again, I'm not an NBA player. Guy. I'm not getting paid millions of dollars. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, <laughs> millions of dollars play a, to play a sport. I'm just, yeah. I'm just. I'm just doing this for fun, you know? So, but still, so I, I have every right to say this. I could be as fast mm-hmm. as I want to be. What you going to do? Anyway, Gobstopper, Todd Hill. <laughs> I'm going to call him Gobstopper. That's his new nickname, Gobstopper. It's an ever-evolving <laughs> nickname. It was Gobert, and now it's Gobstopper. Gober. <laughs> now it's Gobert. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's spell-checked. Ooh, what if that's his nickname, Mr. Spellcheck? Mr. Spell. Oh yeah, because of the guy who was like, yeah, yeah, "It's yeah. not Gobert. It's not Go. <laughs> it's not Gobert. It's Gobert. It's French." <laughs> All right, oh, it's goodness. Gobstopper, and your Gobstoppers. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Anything else before we kick it to the next one? No, we're fine, man. <laughs> All right. Next team up is the Houston Rockets. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Team. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I have bad news for you because I have a what? bad take. Kevin Porter Jr. needs to be traded. Um, The reason why Kevin Porter Jr. needs to be traded is because the experiment last year was, can Kevin Porter Jr. improve enough to be a point guard in the NBA to be next to Jalen Green? All right, we're going to give him a year to try to do that. This year... His passing looks really, really bad. 
Like he looks yeah. like a two guard trying to play point guard, like specifically. And it looks so far away that I just can't imagine him ever being more than you know, a six to seven assists point per game guy. But the thing is, is his stats will always be inflated because he's the only point guard on the team, not point guard, but he's the person that's the main ball handler. So his stats are fluff, right? They're not, not an accurate de- description. Like he's a turnover machine. He's a bad pass machine. I can't count the many times that I saw a wide open guy and he just completely didn't see him. Like it was just really, really bad. And I feel like obviously Jalen Green's the better two guard. Jabari Smith Jr. is not a passer. Jalen Green's not a passer. Al Prince Sagoon is a decent passer, but he's never going to be Nikola Jokic, which I read in the article, which was absolutely hilarious. Oh, you, you look at the Denver Nuggets. They don't have a pass first point guard. <laughs> Al Prince Sagoon could be the next Jokic. Like, uh, hello. Jokic is a freaking unicorn passing the basketball yeah. to center position. That's like me being able to jump 25 feet from where I'm sitting right now. Like that's as impressive as what Jokic does. Okay. It's as rare as that, what that is. Okay. Um, And they need passing to make this team work. And it's probably going to either come from the point guard position or the power forward position, but you're more likely to find it from the point guard position. So I would move on from Kevin Porter jr. You know, it's not because I hate Kevin Corbin Porter jr. As a player, I feel like he can be a productive two on a good team, but yeah, you know, that's, it's just a point guard fit just doesn't work. Um, my next thing I want to talk about is Jabari Smith jr. Not really being used right. All everything I saw Jabari Smith jr. From the, his first game was off of ball rotations, swing, swing around the perimeter and he catches and he has to do something with it. You know, I don't know if they watched him play in Auburn, but, uh, he caught a lot of his he got a lot of his shots off in the mid range. Anybody watching him at the free throw line, catching the ball and shooting over people like they're Mike Bibby with his fadeaways. Uh, yeah, he can't get to those. He can't do that without catching the ball in the mid range. It's not that complicated. Um, Jalen green looks really good. I expect him to average 22, 23, 24. Um, his first game, he was real rusty, but I saw he had, he's already dropped a 30 point ball. Like, Jalen Green's that guy. Jalen Green looks like he's developing confidence-wise as well. Um, he's probably going to get up 20 shots a game. Oh, Prince and Goon wasn't starting game one. I don't know if that's changed. Hopefully it has. He's the best center on the team. I would like to see how much he grows. I'm not a huge Al Prince and Goon fan overly, but you know, by far the most talented center on the team. Uh, what do you think about Houston? <clears throat> I like the team. I really do. I, I love, you know, I, I, fall, I fall in love with these really young teams because I like seeing, you know, those young guys grow together and become yes. something great. So, I, you know, I fall in love with the Charlottes. I fall in love with the Atlantas. I fall in love with the Memphis Grizzlies and, you know, to some extent the Denver Nuggets, you know. Mm. But with this team particularly, I, I'm like head over heels about Jalen Green. Like yes. I'm seeing everything that you were saying earlier. And I'm like, wow. And I was like, it seemed mm-hmm. like he just picked right back up where he left off at. And that's a big, 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 big thing considering yes. how he was playing after the All-Star break was like mm-hmm. All-Star level and it was only his first year. Um, <clears throat> so going back into this now, it's just like, wow. He's just like, okay, we're going to see a lot of Jalen Green, a lot of good things from him, a lot of good scoring games where he's going to drop like 30-plus points and going to mm-hmm. lead them to a couple wins, yeah. which I'm okay with. Um, your Kevin Porter Jr. take... It kind of sucks to me, right? Not <laughs> that it sucks as in, like, it's a bad take, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. it sucks, like, for me. Because, like, I like Kevin Porter Jr., yeah. right? Like, I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is pretty cool. Like, I like that he went to, the, to that team, but I get what you're coming at. He is more of a score, scorer kind of guard. I mean, scoring yeah. kind of guard. So he'll be good on teams that don't have guards that can score, mm-hmm. that really just need somebody to put have some, some good output without having to pass the ball because you have other mm-hmm. solid passers on the team. Yeah, but he just because he he lacks there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now Jabari Smith, right? Not a big problem there, right? It's 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 that's that's not his fault. That's more coaching sure. fault, right? Sure. That, yeah. You pay people millions of dollars to scout these scout these guys out and make the right decisions, and then you try to push them into positions that they're not used to being in, mm-hmm. and then you wonder why you don't get the same output as you did when they're yeah. in college, and then people want to call them a bust because mm-hmm. they only averaging ten points when they used to in your you know. 
in our case with Jabari Smith, like he's used to, you know, free throw line in, you know what I mean? But you're putting him on a three point line. And you're like, do something. It's like, but bro, like, have you, did you, you know where I'm good at? Like, do you know where I, where I thrive? He's it, so much more than a standstill shooter. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, <clears throat> you try to take these players and you try to put them in positions that you want that like fits your, fits your team and not really playing to the strength of the players on the team. So yeah. it's, it's a coaching problem. Um, other than that, I still love the team. I, I love seeing young guys grow together. If they move on from them, I'm not going to hate them. I'm not going to mm. hate the team or anything like that. I'll still like the team just as much. It's just that I'll be kind of sad. I'm like, well, I, I liked it. I liked it when they were together, you know? Yeah. 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 It's Kevin Porter Jr. is a good player and he'll have a really good career. And there's a lot of teams that he could really help. So I would be moving on. Uh, say goodbye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bob. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and kick yeah. it to the next team. Literally from the bottom of the West to the top of the West. Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr still looks like he's a demigod coaching. Uh, Steph Curry looks the same athletically as he did last year, so there's no downward movement there. I'm still expecting this team to be the best team in the NBA. I feel like they really proved that this this weekend. and um. I don't feel like there was any major takeaways other than one thing, which is Jordan Poole improved as a passer. He really he had seven assists in game one. You couldn't count one game that that happened last year. I mean, immediately, as soon as I started watching him play, and I was like, he made some tough pick and roll passes that there was like a narrow like angle where he could only fit that pass in with like a tough everything has to be like perfect and you gotta angle it right just to get it right in the spot like he had some passes and some even some high basketball IQ swings like he would get the ball and he would pass it to somebody to the left side and they pass it back to him and he would pass it back because in the block right there um Draymond Green has a guard guarding him. So, you know, even though he might want the ball, like last year, if he's getting a ball, ball pass to him, most of the time he's going to think, oh, I'm going to shoot. I'm a shot great. But now he's starting to think the game too at a higher level basketball Q wise. Um, he hasn't taken a great leap shot creating wise, but last year he was a true. If you had to start him, you would start him at two because last year he wasn't ready to be a point guard. He wasn't ready mm-hmm. to make the passes. He was ready to be a high basketball Q guy. But now he is. If you win him, you put him on most of the teams in the NBA, he's a point guard. And um, I think that's great for them. No wonder they gave him the big deal, $140 million or something like that. They probably saw this passing, and they were like, yeah, this guy is taking the next step here. And uh, it's great for Jordan Poole. And you know, this is this is the signs of a worker, man. This guy was a 29-30th pick. Every year I've seen him get better. And this is just another way he's grown. And this guy's... And this is part of partially culture. You have great culture there in Golden State. The vets show you how to work. You get to watch Steph Curry go to be greatness, try to be great every single day. You learn a few things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think about the Warriors? <clears throat> I feel like that's, that's really like one of those teams that is like self-explanatory. I just feel like they're going to keep winning. I, they they slowed down for a couple years because you know injuries and things like that, and then yep. they took it right back over. Slowly rebuilt the team and put it put them right back on the map with the same core of Clay, Dre, and Steph. Yep. And then they added pieces to it, and now now they have more championship pedigree. They're just going to continue to dominate the league for a very long time. I don't see it changing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So on that side, I am a little bit of a hater because I'm like ah. I just want to see another team like beat them, but I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> not at this, not at this very, not at this point at least. I don't see it happening. But because yeah. <clears throat> they just so so well coached, yeah. they play well together. It's just like they have such great chemistry outside of even Draymond and Jordan Poole scuffle. Like still mm-hmm. great chemistry. Like still look like a great championship. They look like they're the champ. Like they won the NBA championship already this year, and it's just crazy. Like they just yeah. it's already clicking. And it's only been a couple games, so going into the rest of the season, I don't. It, it, God forbid somebody injured, knock on wood, then they're going to just repeat again. It's it's not too much you can do about that team. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. All right, you ready to kick it to the next subject? Let's go. All right, I am so glad that I get to truly be 
an Atlanta Hawks over pusher. However many feet wins, you think they're going to make, they're going to be over. Let me tell you something. Atlanta Hawks surprised the living poo out of me. You guys just read our power rankings and listened to our power rankings. I had the Atlanta Hawks 7. Before I saw that game, they were probably 14th, 15th, because I didn't believe in a certain side of the basketball, and it's not the offensive side. I'm so excited. Look, the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young didn't make any vast improvements. You know, the only person that really improved, I think, skill-wise is John Collins. He's hitting the mid-range shot now. He's handling the ball a little bit better, and he can hit the get to the rim and finish. And You know, John Collins has grown. But other than that, there hasn't been a lot of growth. But what I'm so excited about is the fit of this team. Because when I say the Jante Murray, John Collins, um, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, Onyeka Ongakwu. They got both of the Drew Holiday brothers off the bench that are not Drew Holiday, but like the other two. There's three Drew Holiday brothers in the NBA. That is all guys that can defend at either an above average or very, very good or to elite level. And at the starting lineup, now they got a guard. That's DeJounte Murray, who's a very good defender to guard whoever the best guard in the other team is. See, because they used to have Kevin Herter. They used to have Bogdanovich. That, that was the two, those two guards during the Atlanta Hawks era. So they had nobody to really guard the guard and really take the minutes off of Trey Young defensively. So they mm-hmm. have DeJounte Murray for that now. And DeAndre Hunter's a great defender. He's been a great defender for a while. It's a lot of injury issues. But he's a very good defender. John Collins is a good defender, and Clint Capella is a good defender, and Yoko Ongonk was a really good backup defender. He's like starting center level guy who's just off the bench because they still have Clint's contract. I just listed four good defenders on the Atlanta Hawks roster starting lineup. When have yeah. we ever been able to say that? That's Never. <clears throat> this is a de- defense that could be a top 10 defense in the league. Okay, so an offense that's usually in the top five best offenses in the league just gained the ability to be a top 10 defense in the league. Now you get where I'm coming from. Look, mm-hmm. uh, Nate McMillan has been a great coach for a long time. He's going to be a good coach. He's going to maximize this team. And on top of that, these, this DeJounte Murray fits so beautifully in the offense because he doesn't score anywhere that Trey, Murray, Trey, Trey Young scores from. He's an attack-the-basket guy. He's got mid-range game. He, he can kind of shot create from the mid-range a little bit, and he's got really nice mid-range pull-up. And, yeah, he can shoot the three. Well, he's not a liability, but he's like an all-around scorer who's also a great passer. DeAndre Hunter is a mid-range guy who can hit the standstill three, but he's got mid-range game. Like He can shot create for himself. That's a different layer of a score. And when, look, we talked about so much about passing on this podcast. We talked about the Warriors winning through passing. We're talking about LeBron winning through passing, how important passing is. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray can both average 10 assists on a team. They both just did it. You know what that means? From two players, they're a great passing team. Everything's (laughs) going to be easier for everybody. And you know what they're going to do with Bogdanovich? So whenever... Either DeJounte Murray or Trey Young isn't on the floor. Bogdanovich is going to be the other guard. So they're going to have him, a, a high-tier guy, coming off the bench like that. Like This team is going to be fighting for the top four teams in the East. This team is a borderline. They're going to be an Eastern Conference-level, championship-level team. They're going to push teams. This is going to be no joke. Whatever the spread is, hit the over if you're a betting man. Okay, this team is going to blow people's minds. So Atlanta Hawks, man, I'm so high on them. I'm so happy because I used to be high on them when they beat the Philadelphia 76ers and I predicted it last year. I wasn't feeling them. They weren't the same. But this year, man, I'm so happy to be an Atlanta Hawks supporter and believer. All right, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, that was a that was a lot, man. Look, I know that you love the Atlanta Hawks, right? Yes. So, like, I don't have anything bad to say. Only thing I want to say is that when we were talking about this before, and I was like, 
they picked up DeJounte Murray. You weren't too big on that. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. My fault. I was like, I was like, they picked up DeJounte Murray for it. I was like, he was like, it's, it's not gonna, he's not that great. It's, I disagree. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, because I mean, shoot, I just know him from the Spurs. So I just know he's a solid defender. And yeah. It was like, okay, they play pretty well together. They're building chemistry. So, I mean, I can see what you're talking about. I'm not going to go too in-depth because I think that you really just laid everything out there. That's your mm. man crush team anyway, so True. you can have that one. <laughs> Everybody's got some, and that's mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so excited. All right. We can kick it to the next team if you're done with that one. Um, yeah. The next team up is the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, this is a team that's not doing great in the record book, but we all know they're a better team than 0-3. And um, first thing I want to list off is P.J. Tucker lost a step. Um, sadly, eight, you know, father time gets us all. The guy's been in the league since maybe like 2005, 2006. Like he was in the league. He was drafted before Kevin Durant. He was just playing overseas. Um so, uh, sadly, he lost a step. Um, Joel Embiid catching the ball at the free throw line. I don't really know what they're trying to do. Well, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to not make it harder for teams to double him. But it's just stupid because he he's not used to creating from that spot. And it led to a lot of turnovers. And hopefully, they don't continue to do it. Um, and James Harden. James Harden's dropped like... Three thirty balls or something like that, or two thirty balls. It's at least two thirty balls, and I'm not willing to trust it yet because I'm such a James Harden fan. And I wish that he'll just come back the way he, things used to be, but I'm gonna wait until twenty games in. But if he's averaging 26, 25, 27 points per game, we're gonna have to readjust the way we look at the Seventy Sixers because even though they can't guard very well or very poor defensively. If you got James Harden averaging 26, 27, Embiid averaging 28, and, you know, Maxi averaging 20, Tobias Harris averaging 18, then they're going to be tough to beat. So what do you think about the 76ers? Ah, man, that's, a, that's interesting. Um, So from what I've seen from them, right, from, you know, Joel Embiid and Harden, I think that they you're, – you're absolutely right, right? They're, they're a – decent team as long as James Harden is clicking the way he has been then they're still a they're still the team to beat but you can't really judge it off of that you have to wait a little bit mm-hmm. but um just because they're 0-3 they're not like the Lakers they, they they you still they still have a chance you know what I mean they still yeah. have opportunity they're still great on paper they yes. still have a chance to to you know to show and prove um so I'm not gonna be too too hard on them but yeah mm-hmm. you know father time catches up to all of us we're not all able to be LeBron James. So eventually we all lose a Sadly. step, start walking a little slower. TJ Tucker in his, in his, you know, in his case, he's not as quick anymore, not as athletic. Um, so mm. he takes a step back there, but still a decent defender. Um, yeah, true. So, you know, still was able to make a big play. Um, I mean, it's it's very easy, right, to put, to pick out the low lights of James Harden, you know, like the crossover, the guy fell and he airballed a three afterwards. Is mm-hmm. You know, that's easy to pick that out. But yeah. there's been some good things that came out of that. They came out of James Harden so far. And, you know, I know it's hard for me to say that because I'm not the biggest James Harden supporter. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, Not a super fan like me. <laughs> not not at all because, you know, he's, he just flails on the floor like a fish. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, if it works, it works. Um, yeah. So I st- I'm still like, okay, Philly has a chance, but I'm not mm. super big on Philly. But I'm like, okay, I guess. I could see it, yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready to transition to the next team? Let's go. The next team up is the Boston Celtics. And my takeaways from the Boston Celtics are really simple. Um, the coaching is drop-off, I can see. They don't use as much movement. There's a little more stagnation with their offense. They're really relying on the pick-and-roll, um, ball-handling, shot-creation ability of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Defensively, they look a little worse schematically as well. Um, but you you can never ignore this team's talent. I mean, you add Malcolm Brogdon to this team, this team's ridiculously deep. They're long. They have a lot of defensive talent. They got a lot of guys that can shoot, a lot of guys that can shot create. I mean, 
this is probably if if Ime was coaching this team, this would be my favorite for the East by far. They would be number two on the power rankings. So that's the way I feel about Boston. What do you think about Boston? Jason Tatum's looks great. That's like my main thing. He looks great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. We're going to see a different level of Jason Tatum this year. And I'm just excited to see it. I'm just really sad about the coaching thing. So I'm like, I really want to see how they will look. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.